America, it's safe to come out of your homes. Yes, we still face the pandemic we've been suffering through for almost a year now. But the real plague on this country has been wiped away. Chris Harrison, put to rest. He's no longer a threat to us. This man, if you're not aware, has been running around freely, answering questions whenever he's asked, giving his honest opinion when he's asked a direct question, but no more. The man who hands out roses (laughs) to a show watched by uh, 438% white women has now been dealt with. And uh, I have to say, I'm proud to report that a jury of his peers led by Kelly Keegs has decided not to execute this man, but to show mercy. (laughs) However, uh, while his life will go on, he will be publicly waterboarded until he confesses that he's used the N-word in his life. (laughs) So we can all rest easy knowing that this madman has been stopped. More on that story in a bit. But first, I'd like to know from my uh, producer, Craig, here. Mm. I, we were texting before the show and I said, uh, <laughs> I said, Hey Craig, uh, I'm ready to start early if you are, but no rush. You know, I didn't want you to think I was rushing you. Yeah. And, uh, you sent two texts back one, uh, let me check. And then the other, uh, my wife is, is busy right now. Um, so it'll have to be at 11 and which I, I have no problem with these. This is not a criticism of you. Mm-hmm. My thought is more, because I don't know if the listeners are aware of this, uh, Craig is married with children. <laughs> so the image Almost. that I want to know about is, what do you tell your wife <laughs> so, when you have to stop watching the kids to do this podcast? So I didn't tell her anything. What I did... Oh, okay. All right. What I did was I was trying to... So I'm in my daughter's room right now until yeah. the studio's being completed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, w- I went, she, so the daughter was asleep and I went in while she was working on her project for school. And I was like, Hey, can I put the, uh, the, the baby on the bed? And she goes, well, you're not recording for another 40 minutes. Right. And I went, correct. <laughs> I'll be back. And I walked out of the room. <laughs> so she knows about this. So that's the image. I'm more one. Like, do you tell her like, Hey, uh, I volunteer for this blind guy and I help him out. Or is it more like, Hey, you know, the podcast isn't that big right now, but someday it could really be something. This could be a cash cow for us. No, it was really beneficial that she was looking at my phone when you paid me. Okay. All so, right. so she was like, oh, that's a daily sum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my daily yeah. sum. <laughs> now, this is for about six months. <laughs> uh, welcome, folks, to the Wine Mike Project. Happy um, Valentine's yeah. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Spending it with uh, the people you really love, Craig and I. Yes. And uh, this is the free episode. So uh, make sure, you know, if you've been liking the podcast, if you've enjoyed the free episodes, because a lot more people listen to the free one. I'll say that. I'm happy with that. At least a lot more people listen to the free one than subscribe. But if you've been enjoying it, if you just listen to be nice, I understand. But if you have been enjoying it, subscribe to patreon.com slash blind Mike. And you can buy a shirt or a hoodie as well. Or a mask to protect us. I think you should wear five or six masks. So uh, that's really safer. So order a bunch of blind mic masks and stay safe out there. We're 10. On uh, teespring.com slash blind mic, I believe. That probably is getting that wrong. No, I think that's right. Okay. Uh, this Chris Harrison thing. You know, people people give me shit. It's like, oh, Mike's going to talk about this for a week. But it's like, that, I think this should be 
bigger news because this is one that I don't think is fueled by like the immediate reaction is like, Oh, the, the pussies on the left. They got another one. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that at all. Actually. I think it's a scarier thing. Um, it's, it's fans of the bachelor, which, you know, that probably skews a little more left. It's mostly women. Um, but I think it's just fans of the bachelor that don't particularly have any political ideology but are now like programmed to hear something about race and get offended. Yeah. I, uh, I've watched these videos like this interview over a few times and I'm still yeah. confused by what he did completely wrong worth like lambasting him. Yeah. So if you don't know Chris Harrison, uh, host, host the bachelor, I did. I saw like, I think your average Joe probably doesn't know who Chris Harrison is. I did not. I mean, that's a very popular show, but he's just the guy that says like, all right, who are you picking, sweetheart? You know? <laughs> um, so he's not, you know, I'm sure he makes a shit ton of money. Probably, yeah. A disgusting amount of money. A disturbing amount. Just to hand out flowers. Right. So I don't, uh, you know, I don't feel a lot of, I'm not crying for the guy, but but then you have to tell me, is there like, a cap, like if you've made enough money, should your job just be disposable immediately? It's like, yeah, he's made enough money. Now we can shit can him. Yeah. For something he said. Yeah, right. Um, so I guess there's a few layers to this story. Rachel Rachel Kirkinell, uh, she's a current contestant on The Bachelor, I believe. That's where I was getting confused. I think she is. They were talking I think, like I, it- I saw she was a front runner this year. Rachel Lindsay. Uh, that's where it's a little confusing. Rachel Lindsay is the girl interviewing Chris Harrison, and we have some sound of her reacting to Chris Harrison later. Um, but Rachel Kirkinell is the bachelorette or bachelor contestant who uh, apparently in 2018 went to some sort of like plantation themed party or an old South themed party. And uh, correct you know, me if I'm wrong. It. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a yeah. television show? about that kind of stuff that was humongous back then. Not uh, I don't know. What was the name of it? Something to do with Antebellum, I thought. Oh, there's a there was there was a band Lady Antebellum. Right. I thought that was that cuz they changed their name to just Antebellum or something, right? Yeah, so it's an Antebellum party is what it's called, which is apparently uh no good. You're not allowed to do that now. Um and I actually so Chris Harrison gets into well, Let's just play the sound. Let's play the Chris Harrison sound first cuz I don't totally agree with his uh his point here. Mm. I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago and that's it. Like, boom, like, okay, well this, this girl is in this book now and she's now in this group. And I'm like, really? Okay. Well, there well, goes the picture was from 2018 at old South Correct. antebellum party. So I think, you know, when you, when you, it's, it's when you not, hold that under the lens, it's not a good look. No, it's not a good. Well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not a, a big good difference. look ever. So much I time in between. I don't disagree with you. You're, yeah, you're so pause. Right. That's where I don't actually don't agree with Chris Harrison. <laughs> I think in 2018, uh, if she were famous, then it might have been a story. Yeah, or if he right? said like this was still this was still a thing three years ago. That's why I was asking. I, I was. I thought there was like some Netflix show that took place in that time, and that's when like those parties were popping. I think that's why he said there was like fifty million people that did it. Because if yeah, not, that's he, an outrageous number. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a quarter of the country. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, 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 so I don't know if she would have gotten in trouble for that in 2018, but I feel like I remember stories uh, with the Confederate flag and shit like that from three, four years ago. Oh, yeah, easily. So I don't totally agree with him, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> I don't agree with him, and I can move on with my life. <laughs> right. Why do we need the guy who hosts The Bachelor <laughs> to agree with it? They asked his opinion. Right. He wasn't waving his hand. He wasn't on The Bachelor going, uh, you know, if I can take a few seconds to talk about antebellum parties and the Confederate flag, I'd like to take a few minutes on national television to address this. He went on a podcast or whatever that is and to address it. Extra. For, for, and, and she asked him and and give him credit. He's talking. So for those of you that don't know, Rachel Lindsay uh, is African-American, I believe she was on. She was the first um, black uh, bachelorette, which is that should be the outrage to people. <laughs> the fact that legitimately in this decade, <laughs> I heard discussions. Should there be a black bachelorette? Oh no, the ratings went down. So we're not going to have another one. <laughs> that That's not offensive to people. That should be way more offensive to Rachel Lindsay than anything. Chris Harrison has done. Well, we know this that's isn't going to fucking work wild. <laughs> that, ABC legitimately had those conversations like, I, I don't know if we want to touch this. <laughs> a person of color <laughs> as as someone that a group of people could potentially love. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great look. <laughs> so that's way more offensive uh, sure. that in 20 years of that show. How many seasons have there been to The Bachelor and Bachelorette? I feel like there's two a year. I don't I don't know for yeah. sure. So I would get there's probably been 40 seasons. Holy fuck, is it that high? I know, like, Survivor, which feels like it just started, like, 10, 15 years ago, is in, like, its 40th season or something like that. That started in, like, 2000, I think. Was it? Yeah. So, they do two a year for that. That would make sense also. Um, But, yeah, Bachelorette, or Bachelor and Bachelorette were around the same time. Like, early, very early 2000s. So, I bet they're coming up on 20 years. There's 25 Uh, seasons of The Bachelor. And they've decided to allow one person of color. (laughs) <laughs> and it was because they were getting shit like, yeah, well, fine. We'll throw you a bone. <laughs> 25 seasons of the bachelor, 16 of the bachelorette. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> More than 40. <laughs> yeah. Combined. For sure. Um, so that, that in itself is fucking wild, I think. But, uh, why is for, I don't care what Chris Harrison's opinion on races or anything. Now where this started, do you have his, do you have the original clip? I fucked up. I said I didn't need it, but I think there's one thing I want. Of him talking? Yeah, of the actual interview with him and her. I can find that. If not, I can sum it up, but I'm I'm sure Chris Harrison would prefer to speak for himself rather than have my paraphrasing. The the craziest thing about um about this is that he his like opinion was let her speak before I talk about it. Yeah, well that's what I want to play. Oh, okay. That, that's what I want to play. Is him the reason he's defending her. I got the whole, which to me is actually, you know, somewhat, I don't know if noble's the right word, but, uh, of course there was an ad. <laughs> oh, Jesus ads all well, the time. Least, hey, the media is so outraged by this, but at least they're making a few, bucks they're making off, some you know? shekels. At least they weren't so offended that they couldn't make a few pennies Rachel off of it. Kirkinell and the allegations attached to her. A couple of things. First and foremost, I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to Rachel about Done. it. And, and this is, again, <laughs> right. where we all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, because I've seen some stuff online. Again, 
this judge jury executioner thing where people are just tearing this girl's life apart and diving into like her parents and her parents voting record and what it's it's unbelievably right there is where we should have watch this not only no problem with this we should be applauding him <laughs> because what he's saying there is i don't know because i don't know enough about this to make an actual opinion about it so get off my ass but we shouldn't be tearing the girl's life apart and for the love of god leave her parents out of this mm. What did her parents possibly have? You think in college you're calling your parents and, hey, mom, should I go to a an antebellum party? I feel this like fucking kegger I'm sure we're having that. I feel like every other um, sorority party has some sort of racial background in it. They're, they're all not pleasant. You know why? Because they're <laughs> fucking idiots. They're college. Correct. Kids. Correct. I was an idiot in college as yes. well. <laughs> and kids dress up as stupid shit for Halloween and they have stupid parties because they think they're adults. They think they just got into college. Like, hey, we're adults now, so let's live the way adults do. What do adults do? Well, they, you know. And from my they extensive have these classy parties. From my extensive, that's what you think uh, of as a classy party when you're fucking eighteen yeah, and a moron. Yeah, and from what I'm gathering from looking at these videos for a while, is there was actually like black people there dressed as slaves, well, which is they, they felt pressured to be there. Right? Which, so, see, you know? It seems way more problematic for them to be like, yeah, let's dress like slaves. This will go right. over well, right. <laughs> which is weird. Like it's, I know, it's yeah. weird to do that now, but whatever. I don't, who gives a fuck? They were in mm. college. Uh, I'm sure the amount, the quantity of alcohol and drugs consumed at that party yeah, but are much more reckless yeah. than the theme of it. And, you know, and if I was if I was to attend a party like that, and there was uh, African American people there, and they're like, "Yeah, right. go for it," I'd be like, "Well, this can't be that bad if they're cool with it." You know, right? I guess I but wouldn't even, do who it. Gives a shit about that, I wouldn't do it. Regardless. Maybe they're wrong. You know, maybe right. it is offensive, but right. who gives a fuck? Uh, but so that my problem is not even that. It's that uh, okay, maybe this girl is an awful racist that has to be stopped. Maybe she is a madman that in her personal life is going out and, uh, you know, attacking black people and using her power to oppress them. That's certainly possible. I don't know it to be the case, but maybe it's true. My problem is that Chris Harrison says, don't ruin her life until you find out like what's going on at least. And that's offensive. Um, and so the reason I say that, I don't think this is like, I mean, of course it has something to do with political ideology, but I don't think it's fueled by like the left the way a lot of these are because you see someone um, like Kelly Keegs from Barstool wrote uh, a blog about it. I, I retweeted yesterday and um, I don't, I, Kelly is, I don't, I have no issue with her. I think she probably leans a certain way, but my issue is this in the blog that she wrote, she said that like Chris Harrison is my, uh, favorite host ever. What an honor. But he, she, she says she loves Chris Harrison, but he should have known you can't act like that. That's yeah. my issue with this is that he was asked a question and answered it. And he should have, he's being told by, you know, 20 year olds or I don't know how old Kelly Keegs is, maybe 30, but he's being told by these people. You, you, sh you should know, not only you shouldn't act like that, you should know better than to answer that question with your honest opinion. This is, and that's, I know people give me shit for like talking about this stuff too much. This is why I'm talking about it because now Chris Harrison stepped down, which is a nice way of saying ABC saying like, Hey, you know, save a little face. You can step down. We're going to fire you or it won't even be a firing. He'll just never be seen 
on the bachelor again. No, they actually, whatever his contract suggests he might get paid still. They actually, uh, he uh, producer. they actually, Shagan? he actually stepped down for just a certain amount of time. He's coming back. No, he isn't. No, I will guarantee you. All right. We're going to have to do like a $5 gentleman's bet on this. You think, uh, but I, I know that's what was said. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that usually means, uh, he will never be back. I see. I thought the wording was so strange compared to the rest of all these kind of things that I think yeah. there was definitely a wide open door for him to come back. This is. Um, I feel like this it's is possible, the, but usually the networks just get scared. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly is still on uh, hiatus. Well, he, he's on vacation. That was a lot worse than saying. Oh, of course it was. Of course, <laughs> no, Bill O'Reilly should have been gone from yeah. Fox News. But my point being is that's how networks phrase it a lot. Uh, like this guy's leaving indefinitely. I think and then, I think he's, he's going to be back. You never see him again. I think he'll be because back. any and here's why, um, because anyone can do that job. You know yeah. what I mean? They could have fucking the next Ryan Seacrest in there in five seconds, and no one is going to notice. This is the equivalent of the Survivor guy. It's always been him, right? But if you replace him, the ratings aren't going to drop. No. If but it's a different handsome guy. This is like the equivalent for um, suburban white women when everyone's like, why does everyone bitch about the national anthem during football? It's like the same yeah. fucking thing, but for them. Now you get it. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of the national anthem, like I know people think I'm some crazy fucking right winger or something. I was so glad when Mark Cuban said, just get rid of the fucking anthem. Yes. You know what sure. I mean? Just fucking get enough. <laughs> yes. I was so happy when I saw that and furious when I saw the NBA was making them do it again. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, this is just causing problems, and everyone kind of hates it at this point, so let's just fucking get rid of it. Yeah, I didn't love Cuban's... Uh, I think Cuban said something to the effect of, like, uh, maybe now people will have time to have more conversations on this. And really, it's like, all right, Mark, relax. No one... You know no one's going to do that. No, it's actually going to... Look what happens it. when you have a conversation. Yeah, just fist fights. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look what happens. Chris Harrison with a person of color. This was not some pussy. <laughs> he didn't go on some like alt-right podcast that he thought no one would hear mm. to espouse these views. He was talking with a person of color and saying, you know, Rachel, I don't know. Why don't you tell me if, if it's offensive? Because I don't know that it was in 2018. This is on E! News, too. It was on E! News. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a hidden thing. <laughs> so that's what happens when... Uh, <laughs> when you have conversation, Mark. So hopefully no one has a conversation about the national anthem, but I was glad they got rid of it because who gives a fuck? I think, you uh, know, it's not for the, the crazy uh, right wingers that are like, you're not a patriot. You're not supporting your country. It's like most of the people I've said this for f five years now or whatever it's been. I forget. Um, oops, when sorry. the net, sorry, Craig. No, I was when the national friend. anthem plays, most people in that stadium <laughs> are uh, shoving a hot dog down their gullet taking a piss yep. no one is thinking about our troops overseas and this great nation of ours right um the who's the uh i forget his name for some reason right now the coach of the steelers you know mike tomlin mike tomlin he was like the first person i saw take a stand against or not a stand but just kind of left the team in the locker room during the anthem yeah it good. was who gives a fuck? And the only person that came out was a veteran, which is very understandable for fucking everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. And the, uh, uh, I, I, I forget the name of the uh, Pelicans coach, but uh, he said something to the effect of, we don't play it before movies or concerts or any other event like that. Why do we play it before sporting events? Like who, 
if you're not, if you're at an event and you don't miss it, you don't think like, boy, this, you know, we didn't take a moment to reflect on uh, what a great country this is. Right. They didn't do it before 2001. Right. Wasn't this like a 9-11 thing that just kind of held? No, because uh, was it? I forget what Super Bowl. I think it was the 80s. Whitney Houston just crushing it. Yeah, before. So, but I'm saying I'm talking about like every game. Oh, I thought it was every game that I can remember. Maybe, but I I thought it became at least in some sports. I thought it became a thing that was every game like after uh, 9-11. I thought that kind of caught on. But maybe I, I could uh, tell me in the comments. I'm after sure 9-11, though, I think everyone just kind of got juiced up for it because that was like the last right. time everyone That's was on we the were. same page. Oh, remember then? Remember 2011? <laughs> there was three weeks oh, we're, we're all on the same up page. for America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love this country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Well, <laughs> it uh, took like 10 years to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. But this is uh, th- this next clip I want to play is Chris yeah. Harrison losing me during this interview. When he's trying okay. to get on her side, yeah, yeah. Um, she's asking. She asked him basically, like, "Is the show gonna discuss this situation?" Oh, I hope so. Yeah, and this. Is- I hope the I hope the fucking uh, mimbos on there, and whoever the the poor girl is that they're all all ogling this season. <laughs> oh. Why isn't that show offensive? Actually- like, if shit like this is offensive, if Chris Harrison giving his opinion, why is it not offensive that like you win someone's love? <laughs> Yeah, I, over like a three month period. By the way, everyone that doesn't know this story, um, yeah. Rachel Kirkinen, Kirkin, Rachel Kirkinell, I think, is dating a black guy. Well, that's obviously that's her appearances. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just to yeah, keep that's it. that's just so she can espouse her uh, racial views. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I hope I timestamped this correct. <laughs> push these social issues and then we will talk about it on the women tell all we do get into it um oh, really rachel was the, rachel rachel was not there um <laughs> and so we didn't get into the rachel of it all but rachel will have her- <laughs> that's all <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it behind her back <laughs> rachel wasn't there just, we, we were too worried that she would give uh, a, a valid answer as to why she would do this <laughs> <laughs> everyone's hoping she talks about it but we got into it she, she wasn't there and we didn't even touch it but like it happened yeah. But so that's my thing. I, I don't agree with everything Chris Harrison said. No, I also felt I, bad. I don't even this know is... that I would agree with most of it. I think he's wrong about that timeline. I'd like to see more evidence of that. I think if you're going to have a discussion about it, uh, she should be there. <laughs> um, and, but I agree with him that, like, don't go after the parents. Don't yeah. ruin this girl's life. Let's see what the facts are. Let's see if, if she's not. Uh, you know, this generation's Ty Cobb <laughs> and, and, and hold off for a second. I agree with him there, but even if I disagreed with him on that, who gives a fuck? Seriously. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why can't we disagree with the guy who says, uh, you, you'll be leaving the mansion this weekend. They should the fuck he says. I don't even know. Pack your bags or some shit. I don't yeah, even pack your bags and. Take this rose and shove it up your ass <laughs> with the thorns still on it. <laughs> but uh, why does that guy need to agree with every fucking thing that's correct in the world? I think it should have literally been over after that first like five second clip we played when he was like, I don't know. You should probably listen to her first. Done. Yeah. Talk about something else. Yeah. So that I mean, so Rachel Lindsay uh, responds to this, which I don't I don't love. She said. Uh, well, we have to play her response, I guess. Rachel Lindsay. 
And I just want to say, I really appreciate it for those who reached out to me, who supported me, who um, really loser. had a problem with what was said. Then there were some people who said, why didn't I press harder? So I, I, I do want to address this. People of color are not given the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that again. People uh, I mean, I would ask Jesse Smollett about benefit. that, I guess. Yeah, no shit. He was immediately you know? like, uh, that's not real. Immediately. Right. <laughs> now, now, she would know better than me. Maybe that's true. I, and, uh, you know, I used an, an obvious example there, but maybe in the grand scheme of things, she's right. But that shouldn't stop her from, if she's responding now, you know what I mean? Like she has the chance, she's responding now and not holding back at all. It doesn't seem so there's nothing stopping her from saying that to Chris Harrison. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I suspect she would have gotten a lot of applause if she just flat out called him a, a racist uh, bigot in that clip. Yeah. I don't think there would have been anyone um, publicly shaming her for that, but maybe I'm wrong. No, but she, like you said though, she says, Black people don't get the benefit of the doubt, and you bring up Smollett, which is a perfect example. I thought that story was horseshit, literally from the jump. And yeah. everyone on Twitter and social media and all these celebrities were like, "We got to hear it play out. We got to yeah. hear it play you, out." Well, yeah, you and and Robin Roberts, who interviewed him, was like, "Well, this must be." <laughs> you could tell she kind of thought it was bullshit, but she was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. No, I think they do get the benefit of the doubt, except for like um, Dell Beckham Jr. On the sideline of a football field. That's about, well, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> people like getting shit on, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fit of the doubt. And it is a struggle being a black woman on television because I have seen it happen to me the other way. For me to be even, I have to stay even, kill. I have to stay calm. I cannot react. I cannot show emotion. I cannot show my slip, as you would say, in the South. So I don't agree with that. And but the you reason know is, you know, what's that? I don't, I don't agree that you can't show emotion or anything as no. a, but, but she would know better than me. I'm sure she has experience with that and maybe she's tried before and, um, you know, been denied that. Right. No, this so. is a classic case of after the interview, uh, Chris, she fucked up. She should have called him out. Not, no, not even that Chris, they, if she, if she feels this way, right. Chris, if she truly felt that way, she would have called him out. She got shit from probably black Twitter and was like, uh, fuck, I fucked up. So now I'm going to yeah, go maybe. extra hard. And you know what? That would have been, we talk about like, like I said, with a Cuban statement, he's like, let's, uh, you know, further the conversation. What a great conversation that would have been. Right. If she, if she exposed Chris Harrison as some, you know, closeted racist or by the end of that discussion, maybe Chris Harrison would say, you know what, Rachel, I never thought of it that way. You're hundred percent right. Wouldn't that be fucking tremendous? And then we don't have to ruin people. We don't have to, you know, look into Chris Harrison's past to see if he's ever tweeted anything offensive and ruin this Rachel Kirkinell's reputation. We wouldn't have to do that because we saw, oh, there's a discussion. Two people can disagree and, and walk out, you know, so the right respecting thing, each other. The right thing to do would have been to have him on this podcast to talk about it further. No, no, no. That's giving him a platform. Oh, right, right, right. Which you're not supposed to do. Right. He's a. He went from handing out flowers to, I bet he was a plantation owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because <laughs> once I do that, that is all people will see. I will be angry. I will be aggressive. You will not hear what I'm saying. You will not hear what the other person, Chris Harrison, in this instance was saying. You will only see the reaction. And when I saw how this interview was going, I said, I'm just going to sit back. Bullshit. I'm just going to let this man talk. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't really hold it together. No I'm going to poke just a little bit. But it was as if Chris Harrison woke up and said, you know what? I'm just going to be myself today. 
has nothing to do with Chris Harrison. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> Saying, hey, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to answer. She asked me this question. I'm not going to give a fake answer. I'm going to I'm going to answer it. What do these blue checks want me to be today? I'm going to be that instead. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that's because because that's what bothered me about that Kelly Keegs blog is it was a thing of like, well, he didn't know to give the fake canned answer that everyone gives in that moment. He didn't know to be a complete phony and say like, this is awful. And uh, hopefully Rachel learns from this and, and do better, <laughs> you know, all that horse shit that yeah, you hear all the time. This is a perfect example of why everyone sounds like robots on television. Now it's, they're not it's so weird. Man. They, and we demand that of them. Yeah. It's fucking horse shit. At all step out of line. It's fuck you. We push them to the, the alt right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if, Chris Harris, I would not be shocked. <laughs> Let's say you're wrong. And Chris Harrison is shit canned from the bachelor. never returns. I wouldn't be it. I don't think it'll happen, but it wouldn't stun me if like in a year he's doing a podcast on like, you know, on info wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The only people that have them. All of a sudden you yeah. push these guys to being all right, <laughs> which knowing nothing about Chris Harrison, just other than the fact that he is in entertainment and works for ABC, I would assume he probably leans left. Probably. I don't know that. Maybe this exposed him as a, uh, a Trump supporting. He probably leans left, but the fact that he said, hey, let's let her talk before we give our opinion and don't dox her parents. He's now a uh, staunch righty. And that's, I mean, forever. <laughs> I I get annoyed because it seems like sometimes I think people are sick of these topics. But this is an example of one that should enrage everyone because it's such a, a shining example <laughs> right. of like, you know, five years ago, this w- probably wouldn't have gotten you in that much trouble. Right. But and got- now he's probably going to lose his job. Look at that. And again, Chris Harrison has, has plenty of money. I'm sure mm. unless he's uh, spent it horribly irresponsibly. On a plantation uh, but he probably, so he probably has enough money. So people will say um, like they've done with many others. Oh, I'm not crying for Chris Harrison. Oh, what, what he's made millions of dollars and now just has to live as he can't host the bachelor anymore. But it means a, someone has lost a job for an opinion that they were asked about, which should scare the shit out of everyone. But B, it also means like the next person who gives an honest opinion <laughs> or is about to give an honest opinion. will think, ah, fuck, am I going to lose my job? I better just fall in line. Gina, you know, Gina, and that's, that attitude is what should scare the shit out. Of right. Me. Gina Carano just went through this shit. Gina Carano, the perfect example, Craig, yeah. what I, of what I just said about like right. being on InfoWars. That's what I was saying. She went to the Gina, Daily Gina Wire. Gina Carano, I, I, it's, I guess she has, uh, she spouted off her opinions before. I don't think this is the first time, right? Right. But all of a sudden, now she's filming something with Ben Shapiro. She is so hot. It's, inc- it's incredible. Oh, listen, I don't look at uh, women in that way. I, I see her as a person. I, I mean, certainly was she, was she a woman? I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay. certainly is, and I enjoy looking at but now, her. Like now she's working with Ben. She went from being on fucking Star Wars, whatever that thing is. Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Great program. I've heard. But she's going from being on Mandalorian to now she's doing something with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I can't wait to see that movie. You <laughs> it's know? going to be like, so funny. Like, that's what we make people do. It's like, well, now you're, uh, now you're just all right, and you have to make movies with fucking... Uh, Gavin McGinnis. The, the opening scene for her new movie is going to be a bunch of liberals burning books, and she's going to jump in with a lightsaber and cut all their heads off and rescue no, them. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun picture. <laughs> that would be fun. Is there anything else in that Rachel Lindsay thing we should get to, or have we pretty much I think squeezed we, the lemon dry? Basically, she just says, I'm sorry, Black Twitter. I didn't mean to 
you know, have a conversation. Yeah. That's basically. And she goes off on Chris Harrison and I, you know, that's what you're supposed to do now. So, uh, I have, I have no problem with her, uh, feeling like she has to do that. Or if it's a real opinion, I have no problem with that either. Mm. Um, but the same way that Rachel Lindsay can give her opinion, honestly, a lot of people disagree with that. Why is that allowed? Why is it not allowed to have an opinion that no, even if no one fucking agrees with it, because they didn't Then stop asking Chris Harrison shit. They didn't campaign for the right people. Come on. You <laughs> stop gotta... asking Chris Harrison questions because for 20 years, I didn't even really know his name. Yeah, me either. Until I had a girlfriend who watches this, this, this lovely show. Um, I did. I, I didn't know who the fuck Chris Harrison was and I didn't know he had opinions. I thought he was just a handsome robot that they put out <laughs> there to say, uh, you've moved on to the next round. I didn't know his name. I recognized his face. Yeah. I mean, I knew there was a host of the bachelor, but I didn't, I wouldn't know. I couldn't have been able to tell you his name. Right. Um, so, you know, stop asking his fucking opinion. Don't, don't let him on podcast. I said this with Nick Cannon. If it's that important to you that these guys don't give opinions, have a clause in their contract that they're not allowed to do interviews. And I realize that sounds hypocritical. It sounds like I'm infringing on their free speech, but everyone tells me, Hey, the company has a right to fire this guy. Mm. Oh, the company has a right. Well, then they should put it in writing. <laughs> if it is against the rules to give your opinions or say certain words, put it in writing, but they'll never do that. They'll let Nick Cannon do some wild podcast where he's trying to be edgy. And then when it gets attention, say, oh, well, we never, we never supported this. I've never, I've never been more proud of my podcast because on very good show about a year prior to the Nick Cannon shit, mm-hmm. we called that he was a loser and was going to go down. It just took a year. <laughs> Folks, listen to a very good show for predictions like this. Yes. I actually talked about Chris Harrison in uh, 2014. This man needs to be stopped. <laughs> he needs to be stopped. He can't give up. <laughs> he, he should switch to sunflowers. <laughs> Um, I didn't even get that at first, but, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we also talked about, uh, on Tuesday nights here on patreon.com slash blind Mike. Uh, we talked about that Seth Simons thing. Um, the boys on Legion of Skanks reacted to that. If you're, uh, if you're not aware the, the freebies here, um, Seth Simons, the guy who went after he, he took down Shane Gillis. Um, and he's gone after skanks and he's gone after a bunch of comedians for years. Uh, he wrote this hit piece trashing Legion of skanks. Do you know what I forgot, Craig? What's that? Until Dave Smith started bringing it up. Um, Seth Simons in this blog says that, uh, there's an alt right influence. Like basically he said that the, uh, Capitol building riots were influenced by uh, New York comedy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The New York comedy, <laughs> the Legion of skanks That's inspired, right. The uh, Capitol riots uh, last month. Yeah. Um, and he goes off and he says, uh, you know, uh, Dave Smith, who is the one person on the Legion of Skanks that actually does talk politics, uh, who hates Trump, mind you. Mm, hates him. Wants him Trump to be, be tried for uh, six million reasons other than what he's been impeached for. Literally wants him to be con- um, convicted for war crimes. For right. Yemen and be, shit. Yeah. Right. Excommunicated. Mm. But, uh, Dave Smith does talk politics while the other guys don't. Um, Seth Simons called this guy uh, a Nazi sympathizer, uh, not a Nazi sympathizer. Now I pointed out that Dave Smith is Jewish. So that's just inherently ridiculous, but there are self-loathing Jews, I suppose. Shout out Adam Um, in the comments. What I forgot completely. uh, Dave Smith's grandfather 
was a Holocaust survivor. Yes, he was. (laughs) (laughs) How much more offensive is it than anything the Legion of Skanks have ever said than to call a Jew who is the grandson of a Holocaust survivor to call that guy a Nazi sympathizer because he had Richard Spencer on his podcast and disagreed with him. Yeah, Ari Shafir's dad, too, also Holocaust survivor. Right. Maybe that's why I didn't bring Ari up. He said, I can't have two of these in there. <laughs> There's a lot of holes in my story. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many gaping holes in this argument. So uh, you have Dave Smith reacting to that, right? Or is it him reacting to Jezelnik? Um, it's just Jezelnik because the Seth so, Simons. The Seth, uh, Simons, so the, the, you know, Seth Simons is a nobody, but this article really got pushed out there. And Anthony Jezelnik tweeted it out. Um, completely not backing comic comics, which is crazy for to to me for a guy who's you no know, comment been at all before. No comment at all with it. No, yeah, he didn't say anything. He just tweeted the article, which is kind of a pussy way to do it. Maybe he'll address it on his podcast, which I think comes out on Tuesdays. Um, so I guess look for that. I I don't know if he'll address it or not, but uh, it seemed very weird. So Dave Smith uh, responds to Anthony Jeselnik. really sad person like anyone who spends this much time trying to be outraged and cancel everybody else is just like a sad person he doesn't have a happy life but i feel like fuck uh the new republic um which i've always felt but that's the block anthony jeselnik because dude like for you to share an article that's just tearing down other comedians for being hateful without like doing the the due diligence yourself and looking into it dude the fact that when when shane was well, he may have looked into it. He may have looked into it and and agreed well, with him it. extra hard. If that case, if he looked into it, fuck him for looking yeah. into it. If yeah, he didn't exactly. look into him, fuck him for being irresponsible. I like to believe. I like to believe we exactly. did because I consider the guy a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he did look into it, then obviously he's even worse. But the fact that when Shane went through all of his shit, he would go out there and say he's not funny, which yeah, that's, is, that's is wildly funny. not. First off, not true. Not Everyone true. knows Shane's right. fucking funny. But regardless, it's like even if you thought he was not funny. If you saw a guy who just had a huge opportunity taken away from him, you could just say nothing, but to come to step up and say, he's not funny. Like, I don't know, dude. Like that's fucking as a comedian, that's unforgivable. Oh yeah. Fuck him. And it's almost become like how many times, I mean, how many people when Anthony Jeselnik got in trouble for tweeting that Boston marathon thing, Oh yeah! On the day of the Boston Marathon, yeah, everyone was uh, going to Anthony Jeselnik to see what offensive thing he would tweet, right? And uh, he addressed it by saying, "Hey, on days like this, there's some lines you just don't cross, especially the finish line." <laughs> Which is <laughs> it's funny. That's you funny. know what I mean. Like if you're offended by it, I'm sorry. And of course, uh, you're not going to find it funny if you were involved in that day in any way. Which I totally understand. But it's a funny line. Um, especially because everyone is expecting you to say something offensive, but how many people, I wonder, I'd like a count on this. How many people that day told Anthony Jeselnik he wasn't funny? A lot. You know what I mean? How many people came out and said, well, this isn't funny. Anthony Jeselnik's not funny. So that's where Dave's hundred percent right to be like, oh, these guys aren't funny. So that's why this is offensive. It's like, well, people can say that about you, Anthony. The point is you're attempting to be funny. Well, they even the say, attempt is all that matters. If there's no hatred in your heart, then who gives a fuck what you say if it's not funny? Well, even the three of them even say he is funny in this whole this show. He is very funny, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, I think he's very funny, um, and that's why I don't agree. Um, 
I saw some people on Twitter responding to me saying like, fuck that guy. Uh, he hasn't been funny since Caligula or whatever uh, special that was. But I don't even, I don't agree with that. I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's, you do. I don't think he's been that funny since then. That was, no, that pretty, was his best, yeah. probably his best, uh, his best work, I would say. Um, but I still think he's funny. And he's a guy, he named his special fire in the maternity ward. <laughs> now I get Anthony is good at those jokes. Like the misdirection, uh, here's a here's a rape joke or here's a baby death joke. Um, he's very good at those, but I assume there's a lot of people that find him funny. How many fucking Holocaust jokes has Anthony Jeselnik made? Uh, like literally every other. Joke does that make him? Said. Does that make him a Nazi? Yes, a yeah. Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, because because I don't get why he would put that out there and be like, hey, now uh, they brought this up on Legion of Skanks as well. I do. I agreed with Jay. I think I couldn't find it anywhere, but I feel like Anthony has kind of, uh, I don't think he's issued a statement saying like, you know, the things I've done in the past are offensive, but he's definitely come off that a little bit. Well, that's why he's, it hasn't been as funny as Caligula. Right. He's slowly he's worried about what people will think of him. He's become friends with Camille, you know? Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. That group. And Camille hates fucking people like Jeselnik used to be like fucking hates them. Like, of course. Yeah, and he the, would go after Jizzleneck for jokes and shit like that. I think Kumail Nanjani might be the biggest cunt in comedy. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Just based on his opinions? Based on if you if he if he doesn't find you funny, you're an asshole and you should you're be a racist. Yes, yeah, yeah. fuck him. I fucking hate him. And I yeah, think well, that's and that, I think that's Dave's point here is if you're in comedy, you should understand that you're going to offend people, and you shouldn't be shackled with uh, people banning you <laughs> or calling you a fucking Nazi. Like that should not be a hindrance on your career because you're going for humor. Correct. Even if you don't attempt it. Even if you think Shane Gillis isn't funny or Dave Smith or Luis J. Gomez, uh, even if you think they're not funny and the, the joke that big J threw in there where I, I consider him a buddy is they were giving him shit for uh, during the show. He kept saying like, I've toured with Anthony. Like I thought we were friends. Big J is truly hurt by this. Actually, he was hundred percent hurt. Yeah. It's weird for Anthony Jeselnik to throw a guy he knows under the bus. Right. Um, but that, that shows you how phony uh, the left is, and particularly L.A. comics, it seems. Yeah. Um, because, I, you know, I've talked about it a lot with uh, Brian Callen, where it's like, yeah, if you cry and disown Chris D'Elia the day that happens, well, then, I mean, be ready for people to disown you. Don't be stunned when no one has your back right. when shit comes up. And, uh, you know, all those allegations are obviously more serious than the shit that Seth Simons wrote about. I emailed Seth Simons, by the way. What did he say? You get back when you know it? I didn't get a response. Uh, I, see, I got this response last time. Right. It was he like, no. He probably saw the clip uh, we put out. Of- yeah, he might have. He might have called. He seen me calling him a disgusting fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's not going to have yeah, a Yeah, I reached out to him when the Shane thing happened and said, you know, I, I, I was honest. I said, I disagree with you, but I think it could make for a good conversation, blah, blah, blah. You know, the shit you have to say to lure him in. Yeah. Um, and he said, all due respect, uh, no thanks. I've said my I've said my piece on it, um, but I appreciate the offer. He was nice about it, but, you know, I'm sure kind of phony. But this time he didn't even respond, you know, like, which is weird to me because if you think, if you think these guys are such low-life pieces of trash, then some listener of theirs that does, uh, you know, a third-rate podcast... <laughs> <laughs> should be very easy to take down. Right. Like it should be very easy to come on here and expose me for some piece of shit. Well, the thing is, that's he, essentially what he's saying by calling the Legion of Skanks 
uh, the you know the creators of the alt right. He's saying their fans are uh, easily manipulated. Well, the thing Basically. he does, the reason he doesn't do interviews is because it's very easy to defeat him and poke holes in his stories. You mean to mention like, hey, Dave Smith's grandfather was in the Holocaust? The well, show what is say you. The show is two Jews and a Puerto Rican. You really think they're white supremacists, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> Fucking stupid. And Lewis pointed out so one of the quotes. Um, that he has with Lewis that's supposed to be like, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe these guys. Lewis said like, and I think he might've said this when he was on this podcast. I think he might've said it talking to me, um, that if you're not prepared to hear offensive shit and slurs and all that kind of stuff, don't listen to Legion of Skanks. It was on this show. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. like fucking what's wrong with that? Nothing. He's saying like, Hey, we're going to say offensive shit. It's basically if his you're version. Not ready for that. Don't listen. It's his version of giving like a trigger warning. Right, right, yeah. Should <laughs> be a, you basically should be going to be should like be applauded. Don't listen. He should it's be applauded for, for that. Of course. Um, did you end up getting to the Patrice story? I did not. Okay, no, that, that's coming up right now. It's it's it's. Uh, you'll have to see it after the fact, I assume. But watch how giddy Dave Smith gets when he's about to tell this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a hack thing at this Patrice point story. to say, but to quote that that great Patrice O'Neill joke about you know offensive jokes. You know, or good or bad offensive jokes. Joke. All, it was just all, a Patrice point. All born all in the same, from place. the same place. You know, yeah. so it's like you're not going to know if something is funny until you attempt it. You have to say it into the air. You have to say it in front of a comedy club audience or put it out on a piece of content. You have to get that feedback. Uh, the way it works with stand up comedy is you're using the audience for feedback in real time. And you go, oh shit, that's funny. Let me take one oh. word out here. Let me oh, put another I, word in there. Look at his face. Can I tell you this, by the way? <laughs> I don't even give a shit, Jay, because it was a three way phone conversation with me, you, and Patrice. And I've never said this publicly. But I'll fucking say it now. Patrice hated Jezelman. <laughs> I will say that publicly now because he shared it. Patrice thought Jezelnik fucking stunk. We talked to him the night. We talked to him the night of the Charlie the Sheen. Last, the last conversation I ever had with Patrice O'Neill, he told me how much Jezelnik fucking stunk as a comic. His whole act was bullshit, and that it was this phony like pretend to be outrageous. Wow. I'm not a real person. He did Jezelnik. He did a whole impression of him. And I can hear him. Yeah, I know. Patrice, I remember he was, he was complaining. He was, Patrice he was compla fucking hated you. And what he was complaining about also was saying like, and I'm sitting over there. He goes, I'm just wandering around by myself. He goes, they got 15 motherfuckers around this dude. <laughs> like everyone's like all fawning over them and their shit. He's like, what was that? Was he the name? Was he the name that he said? I'm not going to learn this next yep. guy's name. Yeah. yeah <laughs> gross, right? It was hilarious. That's such a great. Just, yeah. Oh, so it's very no priest was on the, the last thing he did. Uh, I think he did. O and a after this and he might've done Jay Moore's podcast. After Certainly this. last television. But yeah, definitely his last television appearance was the Charlie Sheen roast. And they made all sorts of jokes. <laughs> it's crazy to look back at because they make all sorts of jokes about how Patrice is going to die from diabetes. Sure and, did. Uh, within two months, he was gone. <laughs> um, but uh, Jezelnik was on there. And you know what's funny about that clip? I always thought, because I know Norton is, Jim Norton is friendly with Jezelnik and had him on uh, Down and Dirty, I think. Maybe not anymore. But maybe not. But I always just assumed because uh, Patrice makes jokes on there about not knowing who the fuck Jezelnik is. And he also dated Amy Schumer, by the way. Sure did. So I always thought Patrice knew him and was just fucking around. It's funny to hear again, Patrice O'Neill correctly <laughs> dissecting a human being, saying he's this phony, outrageous. I remember him sure. saying that about Daniel Tosh, too. 
um, back in the day. Is he funny? Where he's like, it's just these guys pretending to be outrageous. Uh, but you know, it's more like, and I never thought of Jezelnik this way, but maybe he is a guy that learned how to do comedy very well, but isn't that guy. Like in real life, he's not that funny guy. He just learned how to do, you know, set up punchline very well. Is Tosh, is Tosh a phony? You think? Um, that I don't know. I remember him saying, I remember him bitching about, uh, Daniel Tosh once cause Tosh interviewed him for some comedy central thing before he was Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause Daniel Tosh doesn't do interviews or anything. He's like a recluse. It's kind, I kind of that show. So I, I really don't know. Kind of love that about him. He hasn't done yeah, yeah, one right. single interview. Yeah. So is there any more to that uh, clip or no? Uh, I It has nothing to do with that. It's just a, the funny way the phone call with Patrice ended, which I think might be worth playing. Okay. Wasn't just a joke he was doing on a roast. Patrice yeah. actually had zero respect for Jason <laughs> and his whole thing. We called him a ham and egger. That's what it was. Hmm. He called Jason a ham and egger. <laughs> and then remember, well, he called him a ham and fell down do you oh, remember well, jay his right. pants fell down while he was on the phone with That's us the, i tell that story all he the time he was eating ice cream and he had the phone in his hand and ice cream and, and an audience and an audience from a comedy central roast coming up to tell him how great he was and he freaked out on the phone with us and then called us a half hour later from the hotel to tell us that while what happened was his pants fell out, and he couldn't decide whether to get rid of the ice cream or hang up with us. <laughs> so what happened was his his belt broke and his pants started falling down while he was on the phone holding ice cream and a group of fans well going to like talk to him. <laughs> God, I miss that guy. Oh, he's the greatest. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, old friend. We have, in fact on the Patreon we have a uh, an entire tribute. To Patrice O'Neill. We sure do. Whose documentary is coming out uh, this week, I believe. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to do something with that. Yeah. Um. Finally, a long last. We didn't even talk in that Patrice thing that we did. I meant to bring up uh, that his that documentary was supposed to come out like years ago. Fuck Vaughn. And <laughs> his girlfriend, I don't know if it was intentional, but really fucked it up. Well, there's like there all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of stories about that, like uh, them doing like a GoFundMe and people's money disappearing. Well, she got uh, some companies involved to make the documentary, and basically, it sounds like she stole the money because it she sounds was, like that. she yeah, was like, know, "We got to travel here and here, and we got to go here." And everyone was like, "Well, why don't we just you know put up pictures of him in Puerto Rico where he was getting those hookers?" Are you going to interview Norton. people in Brazil that jerked him off? <laughs> yeah, and and they're like, "Why would you do?" This? She got like a quarter million dollars, and the thing never came out. And this was Bill Burr's documentary. Yeah, Bill Burr saved it basically. Yeah, well, none of I that. I think he even took the footage from that. And use it to produce this. I hope so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, check that out. I guess I didn't realize Comedy Central was still in business, but uh, it's going to be on Comedy Central on the 19th, I think. It'll be the highest rated thing that channel's done in a long time, I think. Speaking of Patrice, boy, what a nice segue this is. A natural segue. Mm. Uh, Craig, doing some producing. Me producing. I've mentioned uh, Tough Crowd a lot lately, and my thing has been, I, I, I say this a lot, I have like four phrases. I, I only speak in like, you know, nine or ten phrases. I just repeat them all the time to look smart. Yeah. But what I've been saying a lot lately is that uh, uh, if you look back at Tough Crowd, for which for anyone that doesn't know is a show on, uh, it, it followed The Daily Show like in uh, 2002 to 2004. And I always say for people that think the pendulum is going to swing back the other way, look at what they were bitching about on Tough Crowd with political correctness on that show. I don't think it's swung at all. <laughs> I suspect not. Um, so... 
Uh, the, and Craig pointed out to me when he was pulling this clip, like there is some language you could use on TV then that you can't use now. But other than that, uh, let's see what they were complaining about. And do you know what year this is? 2003? I think it's 2003 or 2004. Uh, well, it has yeah. to be 2003 going into 2004 because it's the presidential election. Okay. Yeah. Celebrities such as Matt Damon, Kevin Bacon, and Rebecca Romain Stamos are coming out of force and lending their time to bush bashing ads. Here's a sample. Hi, you Republican? Yeah! Get in! Hi, you Republican? Must be hard not having a candidate for president. What do you mean? Republicans would never create budget deficits in history, would they? They'd never send troops into war without checking all the facts. And they'd never let Saudi oil barons push us around, would they? (laughs) Don't worry. So it's basically just an anti-Bush. John, it's a John Kerry ad. Yeah. That wasn't too condescending, was it? You know how that commercial should end? Huh. With her taping her mouth at the Kerry sticker and putting it in her ass. <laughs> Where, is, Where is Ted Bundy when you need him? God, I missed the show. Awful. Oh. No, no, I mean, what I'm I, oh, saying to you is... How dare you? Who is she? You think she really drives a truck? I mean, come on. (laughs) She's out there hauling, doing contracting. I do want everyone to remember when... just watch Louis C.K. and remember he campaigned for Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just remember that. Not a model. Doing blow, talking to... Little sheet rocket work. (laughs) That can can backfire using actors and actresses and, 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 you know, if you... He was a bad actor. You know, I mean, if, if John Kerry comes out and goes, I approve this commercial, then Keanu Reeves walks out. <laughs> He's going to lose in a landslide. Yeah, no, huh? I'll, I'll sell these. I mean, I'm probably going to vote for Kerry, but that almost makes me want to not because, oh, um, you. you know, because because I'll tell you why. Go ahead, fella. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is not the, the clip I was expecting. Hollywood. No. Where's the where's the hypocritical aspect of it? I mean, I, I should say the, the aspect that uh, would apply to that. No, I'm saying I go times because they always were arguing that times changed. And I said, I don't think they really have. Yeah, but this isn't a thing where they're going after like cancel culture or anything. Oh, I thought I thought that's what I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> do, you do you I can get to it. Do you remember which clip you're, you're talking about? Uh, well, there's what I mean. There, there's a few where they talk about different cancel culture stories, but the one that it always stood out to me, and this isn't in that clip in particular, but this uh, this quote always stood out to me where uh, Colin Quinn says something about the presidential election, and he's talking about where half the country will uh, go nuts if Bush wins, half the country will go nuts if he loses, and we'll never learn anything, and we'll repeat it again in four years. I and was, it hold, that holds up so well. I was looking for that because I remember it as well, and I could yeah, not right. find it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That didn't that didn't prove what we were looking for. But <laughs> you can fault. always go back and look up clips of Tough Crowd if you like. <laughs> I yeah, I sent that as like a because uh, that show was always always talking about the pendulum for some reason in two thousand three. They thought it was really bad right. then, and you still hear that now, right? Where it's like, yeah, that's uh one one. I guess that what that clip kind of does prove is that like one side can can do that shit. <laughs> Right, you know what I mean. Like one side can have ads like that uh, that everyone supports, but if uh, if the other did, it would be fucking raked over the coals. Correct. Oh, was there anything else we wanted to get to before we? How long have we been doing this? Uh, we're at fifty-five minutes. Oh wow! Look at that. Now it flew by. Look at that. Um, anything else we wanted to get to? Have the comments been firing away or anything before we uh, get out of here? Um, someone asked. 
uh, what did you get, Alba, for Valentine's, for Valentine's Day? Day? A spa day. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's been a, a few bucks. I, I miss... Uh, I'm glad I have kids, though, so I don't have to really do this shit anymore. I got chocolates and flowers, and I'm looked at like a king. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that feels nice. Yeah. I go, this you don't is, have to do a lot. I go, this is from the kids, and they're like, oh, that's so adorable. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking crushed it. <laughs> oh, I look forward to those days. <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty nice. They're pretty nice. Um, well, that, I, I always... She does, like, too much shit for me, usually. Oh, that'll, um, that'll go away. So I work well, good, good, because I don't like keeping up with that, you know. Yeah, well, I, I imagine it's a lot harder for you to shop. <laughs> it is, although everything's online now, so That's not true. quite as much. Well, then she'll find it though; it'll be at the door. You won't see it. She'll open it. True. Boom. That's true. Yeah, I should just do nothing henceforth. Yeah, you gotta. What you gotta do though is make the deal that we're not gonna do anything for each other prior to the event because yes. You go, yeah, I when, try to make sure of that, but like you have to double, triple check because I've been the victim of this. They go, yeah, let's not do anything. And I go, okay. And then they forget that they brought it up and I don't get them something and they get me something. Right. Big, big fight. You don't care about me. Blah, blah, blah. All that shit. Right. <laughs> <sighs> anything else in the, uh, the old comments? Did you get your mom anything for Valentine's Day? <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. Um, <laughs> Mike, will you will you read from the vagina monologues? <laughs> well, I can't read, so unfortunately, <laughs> not. I'll study. If I learn the lines, I'll. Uh, will you feel through it. the vagina monologues? Get some braille. <laughs> yeah, yeah the braille I'll version. do it in braille. A lot of talk about Smith Country Cheese. Oh, good. They're good. They're good. Uh, they don't sponsor this program, but they're good people. They have tremendous cheese. Uh, Adam in Jersey says, Craig, I did the same thing. Got my wife some flowers, said it was from the kids, and then he's all set. See, it works. Dude. It works. Wow. It's, it's, I look forward to that. It's quite killer because then you don't have to. That's nice. You don't have to because a spa day is fucking expensive. You're damn right. It's fucking expensive. Minimum You're hundred, damn right it is. Minimum hundred bucks for like 48 minutes. <laughs> and like oh, ten, I know. And 10 of that is like they count as getting into the, the robe and getting ready for the massage. It's right. the, one of the biggest yeah, rackets. I got, I got a little extra because the prices they were thrown out, I was like, so it's like $150 for just a massage. Right. And I was like, well, she should be able to get like, uh, you know, pedicure or right. that type of shit if she wants. Right. So it, it adds up pretty fucking quickly. It's but, quite a racket they're running. Yeah. But to, she's, also probably very dangerous in these times. I also imagine, though, she's very helpful with your situation, getting around, helping you do some things. She's tremendously helpful. She deserves uh, everything. Every, she deserves more than she gets. Correct. So, so there's, there's where the trouble lies with you doing the nothing part. Yeah, right. It's I'll like, never, it's like I'll every, never be able to make up for it. Yeah, it's like every day you kind of help me out. Here's yeah. Go get. I'm a, always paying off this debt. Go go get a rub. <laughs> never <down>. ending. <laughs> but I'm telling you, dude, kids get you out a lot of shit. You know, my favorite thing to do is make a handmade card, write both my kids' names on it, and let them scribble on it for a second. It's like their mm-hmm. favorite thing, and it costs four cents <laughs> to get the slice of paper. Slice of paper, piece of paper. <laughs> um. Bitcoin's creeping up to 50,000 now. Have we hit it yet? No, I don't think so. Wasn't it but at 38,000? As we sit here on week? Sunday, money, baby, you know, money, baby, no issue for me someday. This Bitcoin really takes <laughs> That'd off. That'd be pretty tight. What we're looking for is Cardano. Cardano hits, uh, let me think. Let me do the math here. Two, 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 two. <laughs> it's if it hits 100 bucks, Cardano, your boy's a millionaire. For real. Oh, yeah. What's it at right now? Well, don't worry about that. It's under 90 cents. But. <laughs> Let's be a millionaire. <laughs> I'm just saying, hypothetically. Millionaire would be tight. That'd be nice. 
do this as a hobby. Sweet. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what I do it as now. But <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you uh, satisfied your significant other and uh, got them all the right gifts. Scam them with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, if you take any advice, it's do less on this program. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully Chris Harrison will learn his lesson. And, fucking uh, better. you know, we'll get uh, national anthems back in sports. Thank God. <laughs> that should be fucking removed from everything is national. Anthem. Just get it out. Who gives a fuck? It just causes problems. The song. <laughs> it's just a, a shitty one, too. <laughs> yeah. It gets me pumped up after like we go to war or something, <laughs> but we've been in war for like 20, 21 years yeah, now. Yeah, war, you forget we're in war. That's yeah. how long this war's been going on. War's it's been like, going oh, yeah, on shit, so long. We're still in a war. Two wars. We're not in war is going to be alarming. What's going on? What are they planning? That's what's going on. Three happen. wars. Sometimes they hear three wars. Is that right? Well, it depends. Like, I think, was it like the, whatever the fuck's going on in Yemen, Afghan yeah. Afghanistan, do they, I feel like Afghanistan, Iraq, all of those, you know, uh, pebbly desert fucking sure. countries. Sure, Ted Sarandis is going to comment. Well, I, I count that as like one <laughs> in my head, but I guess it's technically not. I don't know. There could be something else. Ted Sarandis will tell you all about how I fucked yes. up this. Look in the comments, folks. <laughs> Ted, will, Ted will let you know. But uh, The Channel Zero boys redeemed themselves, by the way, on the Patreon this week. Half of them did. Um, yeah, people like Elvin. They don't like uh, E. Well, Elvin, I watched it. Elvin seemed more um, playful and was making fun of himself. Yeah. And then the other guy seems more into conspiracies, and I think that's where everyone... Oh, geez. if you want to hear some wild conspiracies, and I like he. He's fine. I think he's a very nice guy. and uh, Definitely seems that I way. like that people hate him, but... Uh, oh! He, we're talking about Tom Brady, and the theory he proposed... <laughs> About Tom Brady. Like I was talking about how like a, a conspiracy theory I have is that sports are essentially rigged. Um, yeah. And we we're talking about that. And he brings up a theory about Tom Brady. That is, uh, well, it's worth the $5 folks. No, you, ten. I don't know how much that one was, but uh, go on Patreon. If you want to see shit like that, I think those boys will be back next month. Um, oh, and we have the first episode of uh, Hanging with Blind Mike up now as well. That got, which I seem to enjoy. Yeah. Aside from, um, I think I think aside from the big Steve more on money, it got like the most likes and stuff. So oh, really, yeah, people seem very interested to see how you guys uh, deal with the stuff because maybe they'll yeah. be like, you know what? Maybe when this happens to me, it's not so fucking bad because I don't want to go swallow whatever's under the sink. I just kind of <laughs> like, right. am upset for a day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I, I think it was good, and I think uh, me and Matt don't even really know each other. So the more uh, for sure we get to know each other, I think the the better it'll be for sure. So. And uh, I won't spoil it. I'll make people go listen. Your professor. If that fucking shit is true about sports games, like my yeah. life is ruined. <laughs> yeah, go listen to that conspiracy theory. He, I've uh, wasted so much time show. on I my thought, life. I it was, that was interesting as well. <laughs> it, it, it hurt um, me then, to listen uh, to. <laughs> go fuck yourselves. We'll talk to you next week. Unless you want to join us on patreon.com slash blind Mike. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, make sure you do that anywhere you get podcasts. And uh, teespring.com slash blind mic for shirts and whatnot. Mask up, baby. Buy, grab 10 or 12 of those masks. Buy them all. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. And I think to myself, wow, what a beautiful world. 
I see clouds of gray and clouds of white. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself. 